This is the Monday Call, brought to you by NZ Funds. In April, financial markets around the world continued their volatile start to the year. In this fund update, our Chief Investment Officer, James Gregor, discusses the strong performance of New Zealand funds year-to-date, despite challenging market conditions. Well, slightly different subject uh, than we normally have in terms of um, a bit of historical context to digital assets. What I thought we would do for just five minutes is, is touch on the volatility that we've had in financial markets. And it's a relatively uh, simple update because we have been talking about it for quite some time. And the key causes of what's going on in financial markets at the moment is something that is going to be around for at least the foreseeable future. And that is we have really high inflation and not just in New Zealand. And the credit that our government gets for for causing these high inflation rates is almost a a bit too much credit because this is a global phenomenon, uh, perhaps catalyzed or or brought forward by some of the uh, horrible events in in Eastern Europe with Russia and Ukraine, but but also... uh, it was certainly upon us before that. Again, maybe COVID and, and the lockdowns had a bit to do with it. But you can even, when we think about some of the articles we wrote last year around some of our views on commodities, it really was a phenomenon that started many years ago with the lack of um, supply and the lack of exploration of commodities, a lot of demand, and with incredibly low interest rates, uh, and the amount of money being pumped into financial markets and, and economies around the world by central banks, we've got this situation with incredibly high inflation. Interest rates now have to reverse and go up to combat that, and this is what we're seeing at the moment. But when do interest rates stop increasing? And, and that's the big question. And central banks have to first and foremost get inflation under control, They have to be cognizant of employment, but the jobs data that we just saw in the US on Friday shows there is absolutely no issue with with unemployment in the US, and and the same goes for New Zealand, with with more jobs created on on Friday than expected that was in the US. And so we've got this situation with these high inflation and interest rates increasing that is causing volatility in share markets. And, and last year was uh, last week rather was was a great example where we had the Federal Reserve decision. They decided to increase interest rates by half a percent, and the share market in the U.S. increased the most it has in in many a years um, after an interest rate increasing interest rate increase announcement. Uh, the market then dropped significantly uh, following that. And, and we started getting a lot of volatility. In fact, we, despite the volatility last week, we still haven't reached the lows that we have reached earlier uh, this year. And so with increasing interest rates uh, continuing and nervousness is about inflation, we think we're going to get weeks like last week for the foreseeable future. And that can be really unsettling for, for investors, especially those in, in growth assets, but also in income assets because changes in interest rates really do affect the income portfolios. And so this is where, and this is a situation which uh, 
means portfolios can't just rely on the traditional asset classes of, of bonds and shares uh, in order to generate returns. In fact, despite the volatility, this is the type of environment that actually makes uh, the investment team at NZ Funds incredibly excited. Why is that? Because the asset classes that are moving are the exact asset classes that we can and have been invested in. And this means that despite what goes on in share markets and bond markets, we can still generate returns. Both through uh, profiting when interest rates go up, but also being able to get exposure to the main asset classes that cause the inflation in the first place, and that's commodities. At the same time, we've always been very cognizant of downside mitigation. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had Universa, which is our downside mitigation manager, uh, present on, on this call. And despite the technology, you can, which was uh, the live stream, wasn't overly successful. But if you do look back at, um, at that Spotify or App Store, uh, uh, the Apple podcasts, uh, you'll find the Monday call where you can see that presentation from Universa. Now, Universa mitigates the downside when markets fall by more than 20%. They are kind of like the canary in the coal mine um, on, a, on a large black swan event. And so unforecastable, uh, completely out of the blue, markets drop significantly over a quick period of time. Uh, COVID was a good example of this. Then, or some sort of uh, geopolitical event, Universa is going to be there to protect capital of NZ Funds investors. But what about markets like we're facing at the moment where we're getting a long, um, protracted drawdown in share markets? Now, this is where the tools that we have uh, within NZ Funds can be used to mitigate that. And that is because we can buy futures and options. And so while we've stayed invested in shares, we're invested in commodities, we're invested in interest rates to uh, participate and, and profit when interest rates increase. We can also buy options that when markets are volatile and do decrease, uh, we can also mitigate the downside and, and generate a return to make sure that we've got capital stability. And so these put options which we've had within the US and Australian share markets has really protected the capital um, despite markets not falling more than 20%, uh, and it's uh, actually uh, been helping when markets fall by less than that. So when I look at the performance of the portfolios year to date, uh, when we think about a, um, the different types of clients, the performance of an income-orientated client, uh, so predominantly an income with a little bit of inflation and growth, their post-fee return is about 10% year-to-date to the end of April. Um, and uh, this is versus the, our reference portfolio of, a da- of down around um, almost 7%. So relative performance, um, 17.5% year-to-date uh, to April. And when I think about growth-orientated clients, uh, predominantly in growth and inflation portfolios, again, uh, it shows the mitigation we've been able to um, uh, implement within the portfolios and the returns we've been able to generate in commodities. 
uh, post fees, seven and a half percent. This is for KiwiSaver, but it gives you an indication of, of what's going on across all of our portfolios. Whereas the reference portfolio is down around eight percent. Markets are actually down f- more than that. If we think about U.S. markets, um, the Nasdaq is down um, around about twenty percent off the top of my head, and so that gives a relative performance though versus our reference portfolio of almost sixteen percent. And so. This is not because we're, we're taking risk within equity markets. This is because we have a diversified portfolio of asset classes that are not just based on shares and bonds, but are also diversified across commodities, interest rates, and we're able to use tools such as futures and options to really mitigate that downside. This is a really exciting time to be this sort of investor because things aren't going to get better quickly. Uh, volatility is going to remain and it's going to be different types of asset classes that drive returns. And that just creates a whole lot more opportunity for our income and growth portfolios. One aspect we're looking at now is really the effect of all this on currencies. And yes, currencies um, are part of most portfolios, but but to be enabled to participate in that um, in a way that can generate um, returns for our growth and income investors is, is something that we're looking at because the next cab off the rank is, is a strengthening US dollar and what does that do to, to currencies outside of the US. So we are really positive and optimistic and that seems strange given what's going on in, in share markets. But because we've got the tools to be able to navigate it, we think that the, the next 6, 12, 18 months are going to be a, a really interesting and um, potentially um, provide a, a lot of opportunities to, to generate returns despite share markets uh, not being in an in a overly optimistic place at the moment. So I hope that gave you some insights into where we're placed and what our thinking is. We obviously will uh, continue to uh, uh, comment around our monthly reviews or, uh, around how portfolios were positioned. But just to give you that those numbers to the end of April, up 8% uh, in around 8% in for growth portfolios and around 7% in income portfolios is an outstanding um, achievement given what's gone on in financial markets and something that hopefully gives people a lot of comfort despite the volatility. Hope you enjoyed Alex Sims. I, you know, she's uh, one of very few academics in, in New Zealand focusing on the sector and hopefully we'll hear a lot more from her over the course of this year and, and years to come. Other than that, have a great week, everybody, and look forward to speaking with you same time, same place next week. Take care. This has been The Monday Call, brought to you by NZ Funds. New Zealand Funds Management Limited is the issuer of the NZ Funds KiwiSaver Scheme the NZ Funds Managed Superannuation Service, the NZ Funds Advice Portfolio Service, the NZ Funds Wealth Builder, and NZ Funds Income Generator. A product disclosure statement for each is available at nzfunds.co.nz. Past performance is not necessarily an indicator of future returns.